0: everybody and welcome to another episode of the decision hour i'm adam and with me as always patty patty
1: adam how's it going it's going
0: fantastic thank you for asking how are you
1: i am doing fabulous
0: fabulous i'm loving it listen i'm excited i am super excited because we have a very special guest uh with us who has decided to finally bless us with her presence uh today she's been a long time it feels like long time friend i've only known her for a couple of years but it feels like a lifetime like you know years underwater um but no she's a great she's a united states air force veteran she's also a former community hero she was a cop for a while um she is a influencer even though she probably won't say that to you but i'm going to say it Uh, she is she's a huge influence uh to the veteran and and just the community as a whole um I'm honored to call her a friend, uh, Heather Dobson. Heather, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm fantastic. Good. Thanks for uh, finally, you know, twisting my arm enough to get me as a guest on your show.
0: Right, yeah. And um, it, believe me, you know, folks, actually, there was a lot of twisting, so.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it was, you know, threats of physical violence.
0: Well,
2: um, you can't. Show, it. So. I believe
1: it. That's why you I'm can't. here every week. Uh-huh,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! This okay? All right. Let's. You know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. We got this. All right. So, yeah. I mean, you knew. You uh, <laughs> so. I, I didn't. I should have known better after saying something that you would take it far past the line.
1: I already an
0: Oh my am. God! You folks are oh. in for a real treat with this one. Let me tell you. My God! But seriously, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing really well. Um, uh, 2019, we're already at the, the, you know, several months into 2019, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, have been incredibly, uh, busy, um, at some points completely overwhelmed. Uh, but I've also had, you know, um, that sickness that it seems like everybody's gotten, you know, whatever the cold or the flu or bronchitis or whatever it is. And I had a death in my family last or earlier this month. And, it's just, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happening at once, yeah. uh, which, you know, I wrote about, um, a couple of weeks ago that I thought like, God, I'm just behind on everything. Then I'm like, I'm actually not behind on anything. This is just life. Yeah. Like this is just life happening. And, and we have to keep that in mind. So, but, but that being said, I'm really good. Like work is going great. My business is going well. Um, my, um, personal life is where it's always been, which is in uh, non-existence. Um, but but that's fine. It's probably better there. It keeps me out of trouble. So,
0: so let's back up a little bit. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, sure. So the quick version is, as Adam mentioned, I am an Air Force veteran. I was a munition system specialist. For those who know, know that means I was an ammo troop. Uh, and then I was a police officer for several years, uh, in New Mexico, a small town called Portales. And then in Tucson, Arizona for many years, um, I left law enforcement and moved into some other things, uh, legal or not legal. No, like uh, everything's above board for real, <laughs> I think, um, so I know I need to check the statute of limitations on a couple of things before I talk about them. Um, but <laughs> I really uh, got, got a into wanted poster
0: right here of Heather. Yeah. I'm not sure what's at All yeah. Anyway, continue. Listen, please. Listen. I have <laughs> a
2: list. I have a list of all the non extradition treaty countries. Like I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I got into uh, real estate and not enjoying real estate at all. Like I hated being. I hated. I actually really really hated being a realtor. Um. But I recognized that so many realtors were using software, or I'm sorry, paying for software that they weren't using because they didn't understand how to use it. And a lot of it was uh, relationship management software, transactional software, that if they understood how to use it, they could become more efficient and they could generate more money. So I contacted the three, at the time, the three largest software companies that were providing uh, this type of software to realtors. And I, um, Um, talk them into giving me free accounts so that I could teach myself how to use each one of these softwares and then went to the top five producing agents in the office and said, Hey, let me teach you how to use this software because you'll actually become more efficient. You'll be able to close more deals and generate more revenue for yourself. And then I'll just take a cut of each one of those commission checks that you get. And that's really literally how my business started Uh, back in 2008, 2007, 2008, that's where I started. And then I, I said, you know, there's this thing called the internet, and you could actually be marketing yourself on the internet, forget about marketing the house or the property, but let's really talk about how you market yourself in the digital age, because I'll tell you one thing, it ain't putting your picture on the shopping cart at the grocery store, like that shit is not gonna get you clients anymore. And so that's, that's where, <laughs> that's where I started. That's um, OG, like building personal brand with internet marketing, all, all of that kind of stuff. And um, I eventually went to work for an international real estate development company where I was their business development person. Primarily I was looking for investors, Right. but I was doing all the marketing online. We had a MySpace page for that company Like that's how far back I go using social for business is we had a MySpace page. So when I say I'm OG in using social, (laughs) I fucking mean it.
1: Did you guys have music on your page? (laughs) Of
2: course we did. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, of course. Like, you know, like I had the top eight and all that kind of stuff, but but really, legitimately, that was—I mean—before before the company even had a website, I I built a MySpace page for it. So, yeah, I really miss MySpace sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember wow. how you could like move around who your top eight and your top mm-hmm. sixteen were, and then people would get so hurt if they weren't in your top eight. You're like, I'm gonna—I'm mad <laughs> at her. She's going down the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And then about, um, I I was still working for that real estate development company. And and about nine years ago is when I was encouraged to start my own business because of the knowledge I had developed around how all this stuff works. And uh, I actually quit that job and they became, that real estate company became my first client. And um, it's just grown from there. So, fast forward through having my own digital agency and working at some some really amazing companies. I currently work at GoDaddy. I've been at GoDaddy not quite three years. And uh, my title is community manager, I'm sorry, community builder, which is completely different than community manager. And really, what I was hired to do was just kind of be an evangelist for the brand, but I don't talk about GoDaddy. I don't talk about GoDaddy products other than to say like, yeah, we have a solution for that or we have a product for that for the question that you're asking me. But I travel and speak um, at a lot of different types of events. And I speak about entrepreneurship, about digital marketing as a whole, about social media marketing, uh, about building communities, like all of that kind of stuff. So I'm not out there pitching GoDaddy products. I'm actually talking to small business owners or people who potentially want to start a business or a side hustle. And then also talking to those agencies that are serving small businesses. So, uh, and, and I do a bunch of other stuff at GoDaddy too, but, but that's the, the, the bulk of it.
1: So who are the, what are the type of clients that you try to reach or who, who comes to you for services?
2: For me, pers- to me personally, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so I really, this over the course of, of several years has been really a, a learning, uh, It's I've always been learning along the way, right? There was a time where I would take on almost anybody as a client because you're hungry, right? You're like, I mean, sometimes literally hungry, <laughs> like <laughs> I need to eat some food, so I'm going to take on this client, even if I don't necessarily agree with what they're doing or have any care about what they're doing. What I realized a few years ago, I was really unhappy. I was I was burnt out. I said, I hate social media, I hate marketing. I'm just gonna stop, I'm just gonna stop. I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna go train dogs because dogs are better than people anyway. Um, but what I realized, <laughs> what I realized is that I was just taking on the wrong type of clients. And so I only take on clients now who I have an interest in what they're doing, the services they're pro- providing, the products they're producing, um, the, the change that they want to make in the world, because I work with, with a lot of nonprofits, and what that has evolved into has really been me working with a lot of people who are in our military uh, service family, so veterans, uh, military spouses, um, and then it, it ends up being, uh, there's a lot of women in there, too, um, because as a female veteran and a female, a former law enforcement officer who's also a woman, there's like this just completely different perspective about certain things. So there's no one particular type of industry or vertical, I should say, but I'm only taking on clients who I have an interest in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: I actually am thinking I'm gonna have to get a hold of you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And when you were talking, I I was not in the military. My spouse was, but I was a police reservist for a while, which is still not Mm -hmm. the same as a regular police officer. But I think we have a lot in common. And then just some of the funny jokes that you've poked at, Adam. I think we'll get along great.
0: I don't like this. See, Adam just I don't says, like this. Yeah, That's Adam all the time doesn't... we have today, folks. We're going to end this show early today. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: So it sounds like you've, I mean, you've done a lot. You've accomplished a lot with yourself. I, I really admire that. And especially for a woman, um, even today in, in the 2000s, You know, we're here in 2019, um, it's still a little bit difficult for women to break through in businesses. And um, so I really admire the fact that you're you're doing all that you are doing.
0: I, I think, yeah, the, think. The, the one thing with Heather I'll say is like, you know, over the course of the couple several years that I've known her and I've seen her speak, I don't know, probably a half a dozen time at different events uh, and, and whatnot. And she she is so direct on it. And some people like it, that surprises some people. And for a lot of people, and she gets, she gets such a, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's funny to kind of watch really because she's, the way she presents, she's so direct. It's like, she's not like, it's no BS, no this, no that. Like she is just, re- I call it real. She is just, is she's as real as it comes. And like some people are like, oh shit, you know, like I can't believe. But afterwards, like she, she gets bombarded with, People that come up and like, all right, I need to go talk to her. She knows what she's doing, and it's 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 really cool to watch because I've seen her, like, from a couple of years ago to even, you know, last year and and whatnot, and just how different style and everything like that. And she she knows her stuff. Like it, it's fun watching her because she's funny when she presents, and she's like, when I say she's no BS, like she's not afraid to drop a four letter word, and people just be like. <laughs> <laughs> like looking around, like did they? She really just say that? You're damn right, I did, and I mean it, just like this. No shit. They're like, God, like you really? know, I you
1: appreciate know? that though because yeah. I think I know. And a lot of people understand your time is very precious. Like to me, my time is really precious. And I'd rather have somebody just be blunt and quite forward and here's what you need to do. This is what's going on instead of just beating around the bush and wasting my time. Yeah. I mean, plus I think, I don't know how old you are, Heather, but I think we're probably around the same age where there's a point in your life for me, I, after I was 30, after I was 30. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that um, that I'm like I don't have time to um, to waste. I just want you know. Yeah.
2: So that's that's one of the the, the tenets of or the values of, for, for that I have for myself along with my business, right? And I have always marketed myself as the person who's going to provide the tough love to get you to the solutions that you're looking for, mm-hmm. and that's a great fit for some people. It's not a great fit for, for everybody and that's okay. And I think that that's something that people really overlook when they're, if they do own a business or they have a side hustle or whatever, that they're trying to please everybody when really you need to find who it is that you should be working with. And for me, working with people who understand my style and I tell people upfront, potential clients, friends, whatever, like, listen, I am direct. I want you to know that the more direct I am, it's the more it's because I'm so passionate about this, either helping you or so incredibly pissed off that you've been getting taken advantage of for years. And that's that's like that's a real sore spot for me is watching small businesses being taken advantage of by "quote social media experts" and "quote SEO experts and website developers and all this kind of stuff when the small business doesn't even really understand what SEO or the tenets of of web, website design so i um i just i like let's just get shit done like let's get it done let's understand what your goals are and let's get it done and let's not have be super sensitive conversation, not like, you know, kumbaya. Like I don't have kumbaya in me at all. Um, And then to address Adam's uh, comments about, you know, how I present myself on stage, you know, um, I think every single time I've been on stage, I've used a four letter word at least once, depending on the audience. Right. And I know how to read an audience and I know um, also, to me, it's important that I am the same person on stage as I am off stage, as I am to my friends, as I am, you know, in a video, whatever, like across the board, what you see is, is what you get no matter what, what the circumstance is. And I'll tell you that. So at the last military influencer conference that was in Orlando, um, after my session, which by the way, turned into Patty, I don't know if you were there, but That session at the end of it turned into this like whole women's empowerment thing of like, it's okay for women to cuss and it's okay for people. Like I'm serious. Like it was the coolest thing. It was amazing what happened. Well, then I was walking through the, uh, the, the, the area with the vendors and all that stuff. And a guy came up behind me and physically grabbed my arm, which he probably shouldn't have done, but physically grabbed my arm. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I have to talk to you. He said, I just have to tell you that I loved your presentation. He said, it blows my mind that you cuss on stage. And he's like, but it's like a pow to the face and it gets you to pay attention. And he said, from the second you did that, then you have like my full attention. This is at a military influencer conference, right? Like that's the appropriate time. Cause I was dropping F-bombs for sure there. That's the appropriate time to do that. Right. There's other times that it's not appropriate. The funny thing about that guy is that, like, we had a great conversation and I know who he is and I'm familiar with his company and we had um, people in common. Um, I was at SHOT Show in January and uh, it's a shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show that's in uh, Las Vegas every year which is very law enforcement, military, it's very gun heavy. Um, uh, and I, I was invited to this tiny little reception and I walk in and I'm looking for the one person who I know there, and that guy from Military Influencer Conference like popped up in front of me, like, like, boing, just popped up, and he's like, oh my God, do you remember me? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do, absolutely, and it was true, I did remember him, and then he proceeded to tell all of his coworkers about my session at um, MIC and all of that kind of stuff. The important thing to me was, is that while he said, you know, she dropped the F bomb right away. And that got my attention. He remembered my session. Like he was able to convey the message of my session because I don't ever want my, my stupid sense of humor or my foul mouth to overshadow the message that I'm working to deliver while I'm there. I want people to walk away with value.
0: Let me ask you something, Heather, you doing what you do in, in the online realm, what would you say is the hardest thing to get people to do with a client? Oh,
2: the the hardest thing to get people to do is to take any kind of action to execute because the human condition is such for most people, this is a very general statement, that people wanna conduct research and they wanna gather all their information and they wanna make the biggest mistake of all and that is to wait until the time is right. And I don't even know what that means wait until the time is right there is no i'll tell you when the time is right right fucking now that's when the time is right you can you can bleep it if you want to no
0: uh -uh. (laughs)
2: come on well
1: i love actually there's a poster behind you and Mm -hmm. it says the whole future lies in uncertainty live immediately so i love that it just goes with your message
0: i I, 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 um, go ahead heather that is
2: Um, actually live immediately is also tattooed on my arm um that is uh, a quote by the stoic philosopher seneca um which is i really live my life by that like live immediately you can still have a plan and you can still you know all that kind of stuff but man just live i love that
0: i forgot what i was gonna ask now
1: i'm always telling adam i'm like YOLO, like my, my daughter, she's, uh, my youngest is 19 and she, uh, she was on spring break with her friend and she messaged me and she's like, should we go parasailing? I'm scared. And
2: I'm like, yes, you only live once do it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well now you can, you know, I mean, I think Seneca was the original YOLO <laughs> yeah. person. Um, but, but his book is, um, his book is phenomenal the book that this this quote came from so um it's uh some it's a book that i recommend to a a lot of people um and it's just something i live my life by adam did you remember your question
0: yes (laughs) well i remember (laughs) i remember one of them uh first off how for the listeners that are listening to you right now and and want to either follow you or get in touch with you how can they get in touch with you
2: So I'm pretty easy to find. Um, My name is my brand for my company and everything across the board. Uh, So on Twitter, Heather Dobson, D-O-P as in Paul, S-O-N, the same on um, Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, My Facebook page is the Heather Dobson uh, is my page and then my profile is H Dobson. Um, So I'm pretty easy to, to track down. Um, you know, fully stockable, um, as I as I put it, uh, which was a whole transition away from, you know, living my life very, very privately from being in law enforcement to like, hey, I'm just going to share my life with the world.
0: <laughs> my other question that I have, I actually got two more for you. The other one is for people that are wanting to be like influencers or, the, you know, be big on, on social media and whatnot. What is just one tip that you can give them to help kind of grow their, their brand or their awareness or become an influencer on social media.
2: Right. Well, you, you already alluded to my sensitivity to the word influencer anyway, but the one tip that I would give is seek to make an impact, not to influence.
0: I I
1: love (laughs) that
2: so much. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's the, um, no, go ahead. One tip. No,
2: no, I'm saying that's the <laughs> that's the main thing. That's the difference between somebody who is really being authentic and <laughs> somebody who's really being authentic and and really truly wants to accomplish something, as opposed to somebody who's seeking attention. Absolutely.
0: Say say it one more time. Seek
2: just... to make seek to make an impact. Not to make an, not to influence. Got it.
0: Wanted to make sure I wrote that down correctly.
2: I know I'm
1: going to tape it to my computer. (laughs) I love it.
0: Uh, Patty, do you have anything? Any questions?
1: No, I mean, I think that Heather, you're just phenomenal. Um, A lot of times I have a million questions, but you pretty much answered all of my questions that I have. Um, I do want to know where people can find you. You said that your name is your brand, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no yeah. So, so across, I'm on all the all the socials. I mean, all the ones that are relevant. Like, don't look for me on TikTok, TikTok or Snapchat. Um, um, <laughs> but, uh, Facebook, like Facebook Messenger, Twitter. Um, if you have a direct question, like you know, feel free to send me a DM across any of the the platforms. LinkedIn is a great place to connect with me. Um, but if people send a connection request and we don't. Uh, you know, send a note with it that, that, that says something about yourself, right? Or, or or like how we met. I mean, I do, because I do have the, I'm very fortunate to be able to, to travel and speak. I meet a lot of people. And so it always helps me. You should do this just as a general practice anyway, that if you're sending a connection request to somebody that you don't know personally, you should say, Hey, I met you at, or I was that goofy guy wearing the shirt with the star on it. Just (laughs) that's called a callback, even though that was before the show started. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Adam is our star
1: for all (laughs) you listeners. out there.
2: Uh,
0: Heather, you're on a show called the decision hour. And one of the questions that we ask all of our guests is name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. Now it could be anything, whether it's joining the military, getting out of the military, being a cop, what, what have you, but, What was that decision that you made and what was the atmosphere like at that time?
2: This is a tough question because just throughout our lives, we we're all making decisions. Some of them are small that have a big impact. Some of them are big that we think are going to have a big impact and they don't. But there is something that a situation that I think about quite often um, and how if I'd made a different decision, the outcome would have been significantly different. And that is an, uh, an incident when I was a, a cop in Tucson. Uh, I worked uh, night shift and I was dispatched to a call. It was a welfare check call. Uh, a woman who lived out of state was concerned because she hadn't heard from her elderly mother and she hadn't been able to get in touch with her. She called, no answer, just was really concerned about her. And um, earlier, probably three or four hours before I received the call, two other police officers were dispatched to that house and actually made contact with the woman. They went and knocked on the door. The woman, the elderly woman answered the door. They determined that she was okay and they left. And uh, they said, you know, call your daughter or your daughter's trying to call you or something like that, they left. A few hours go by. Of course, that report gets back to the daughter. A few hours go by. The daughter says, calls the police department back and says, I still can't get a hold of my mom. She's not answering the phone. She, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on, but something is not right. Like, she had that. Like, something is not right. So I got dispatched um, over there again, uh, or, you know, after later in the day, because those previous officers had been on a previous shift and were gone already. Um, So I go over there by myself. and the woman answers the door, and she's an elderly woman. It's nighttime. It's about two a.m. It's in the winter, which is not super cold, but we're like you know I'm in my jacket. Like I remember so clearly every aspect of this. The woman o- opens the door, but she doesn't open the door all the way. And she's uh, in her 80s, and she's dressed in a nightgown and only a nightgown, not a robe or anything. Um, and She only opens the door part way; She won't open it all the way. And instantaneously, I felt something was off. And so I start talking to her, and she's having severe challenges talking to me. I learned later that she had a speech impediment because she'd had uh, part of her tongue removed because of of cancer. Mm -hmm. So she was really difficult to understand. But something was not right. Like every instinct I had was that something was not right so I'm standing there talking to her and but she was saying to me I'm okay I'm okay everything's good I'm like well your daughter is worried about you you need to call her and he, and she said yes I know and I'm just standing there looking at her and making like staring her right in the eyes and she says to me he's in the bathroom
1: oh you just gave
2: me chills hmm. Imagine me standing on that porch by myself, having no idea what was going on other than this woman had been out of contact for like a, at least a full day. And then she says to me, he's in the bathroom. And it took me a second to understand what she was saying because of her speech impediment. And I go, OK. And I just immediately pull her outside, close the door, put her in my car and I call for backup. So what it turns out is that it was her son had been holding her hostage for approximately 24 hours at knife point. She had been sitting in her chair, her recliner. He would not let her get up to go to the bathroom. He would not let her have contact with anybody. He was not giving her food. He was not giving her medication, none of that stuff. And so when those officers stopped by earlier, I can't make any judgment call on, on why they, why they did what they did. But at that point, you know, she had said to them, I'm okay. And they said, okay, call your daughter. Like they'd made physical contact. Right. Which is really what we do as a police officer you make physical contact. Um, but when I got there, he had told her to answer the door and he threatened her, but he went to go hide in the bathroom and, um, <clears throat> He, we had, he actually barricaded himself in the house and we had to have SWAT come and, you know, extricate him from the house and and all of that. Um, so the good news is, is that he was arrested. She was safe. Um, we got her the medical treatment that she needed. Now, fast forward a, uh, a couple of months and I had to go testify at the trial and, um, that woman, the victim and her daughter, her adult daughter were, um, sitting in, in the hallway and just completely broke down in tears the second that they saw me walk in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's a really powerful, um, it's a really powerful moment in my life that I, that I think about often because I had a decision to make there. I made contact with her. And she, by appearance-wise, she looked fine, right? But there was something that was telling me something was not right. And I've always been taught to trust my instincts and to go with my instincts. And when I have the moment where I'm doubting my instincts, I think back to that incident. And that drives me. That you're, like, trust your gut, man. Um, Trusting my gut on that night potentially saved her life. Yeah. Yeah
0: wow i you know out of the years i've known you this the first time i've heard that story that's yep. i don't wow. talk about it a no lot. i <laughs> could see why not too wow well thank you for sharing that with us and our listeners that's, yeah that was, that's, powerful. that was very very powerful jesus wow god and on that note <laughs> mm-hmm. patty do you got do you got anything we're up on not time yet. we got to end it right there but do you got yeah. anything before we go
1: I mean, no, just, I mean, like what Heather was saying, I think Jeez. all of us maybe should trust our gut a little bit more.
0: Yeah. That's, that's it. I, yeah, yeah. I like it. Heather, I yeah. can't thank you enough for finally come finally <clears throat> coming onto the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a little jabs right there, just little ones. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, in all seriousness, thank you for, for coming on to the show. Um, Is there anything uh, people can expect seeing from you? Do you got anything coming up that you want to announce? Anything (laughs) going on? Anything new coming on or anything like that? Uh,
2: (laughs) So I do have some speaking engagements coming up. I'm just going to give a quick list of cities that I'm going to be in um, in the next uh, couple of months. So I'll be in St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago, Austin. Those are those where I'll be in the next couple of months. Right. So if you're in any of those cities and you want to, um, you know, have some tacos, because, you know, I am a taco aficionado. Also, I can't believe we didn't talk about that. But um, <clears throat> additionally, um, I am working on a podcast, as you know, Adam. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go on.
2: So I have this podcast that I've done one episode for and was not. um I wasn't pleased with, with, I wasn't pleased with the episode. Adam and other people who have listened to it have been, you know, supportive of the podcast. But um, I am picking the podcast back up and I'll just explain the premise. The title of the podcast is Unvarnished Honesty. Um, There is an Instagram uh, account and a Facebook page. Both are Unvarnished Honesty. And really what I'm doing is having uh, very open and direct and honest conversations with people across the board. And um, it started out as an idea of talking to people about what was that moment that they made a decision that changed the tra- trajectory of their life. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Like I have uh, some recovering, uh, uh, specifically I have a recovering addict uh, lined up who now has a successful business. Um, and just really having conversations with people about real, true shit that happens in our lives and just being completely open and honest about all that stuff.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Heather. Uh, and make sure everybody will check that out because you will be able to find that on Heroes Media Group uh, Yes. Uh, as well. Patty, anything? No.
1: Thank you thanks everybody for listening
0: appreciate you folks that's all the time that we have heather thank you again for coming on to the show but before we let you go we got to give a huge shout out to our home uh network heroes media group go over there check out all the great shows you might even find heather's episode over there on Heroes media group. <laughs> www.heroesmediagroup.com for patty i'm adam you've been listening to the decision hour